Welcome to Old Town New World. We're here at Millstone Pizza in Old Town Rock Hill, South Carolina. My name's Jason Broadwater. I'm Chris Gervais. And we're here to talk about the ever-changing world of small town USA. Right, you want to count it off? No. Okay. Okay, so today we've got a guest with us today, Micah Troublefield, who's been on the show before. Welcome, Micah. I'm back. Thank you for All having right. me again. You're back. All right. What, what's wrong with your back? Hey. Let's get this popping. <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, Micah and Chris went on a little journey where they were once again celebrated for their work and the films that they've created, and uh, we're very proud of them, proud they're part of our community part of our business and um, I'm going to basically step back get out of the way and let these guys tell us about where they went and what they experienced when they were up there. Okay so we went to the Skyline Indie Film Festival in Winchester, Virginia um, and on the way up there we, we had we I mean I'd seen the pictures of the town like on Google Maps or whatever just because I'm OCD and like before I go anywhere I'm like I need to see what this is going to look like or I won't <laughs> make it um, physically. Um, I'm just kidding. But um, the funny thing is, is we, we went there, you know, for our, the, the, the movie stuff that me and Micah do is separate from Rev and Flow. Um, and it was just funny that as soon as we got to this town, most of the conversations we had, it was an amazing film festival. It was, it was so many great, it was so well planned, it was so well put together. And, and it's first year too, so. Yeah, yeah. It was um, a great job for the first year. Yeah, and, um, but it's funny that every other conversation we would have, would be about sort of urban renewal and, and all this very Rev and Flow-esque stuff. And the reason for that is because the town that we went to and this film festival was sort of indicative of that, that it was exactly, I think, what every sort of old small town wants to do. And they're, they're still on the way. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. um, they're getting there, but it's, it's, it's a beautiful town. There's an amazing energy around it. It's got this huge kind of art culture slash, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, but it's like a place for everyone. And it was, it was like, I don't want to call it, it wasn't touristy or anything, but they definitely had people that were there. People, there were a lot of people taking pictures of everything, I guess is what I mean to say. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it, uh, like apparently the town is big for tourism at like a certain period of the year. Like they have like a, the Apple Bottom, is that what it is? Sorry. <laughs> apple Bottom <laughs> is a, a song made famous no. by, uh, I actually don't know who. Oh, Do you want to hear Apple Bottom? I don't remember what it's called. They have like an Apple Apple Fe- Blossom. Apple Blossom yes. Festival. Uh, apple Blossom Jeans. But if you boots in the furs. Yeah. Boots um, in the fur. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so what old man Micah is trying to say here <laughs> is it's called the Apple Blossom Festival. No, and it draws like a ton of people in and it, uh, it's just a really cool looking event. There's a, a, a documentary, like a short documentary that uh, we were sent that looks awesome. Um, and so like that always had a pool for the town, but it looks like now they've been able to um, just create this like really cool place. They kept, they kept throwing out the number like seven or eight years that like seven or eight years ago, it looked nothing like this, which is really promising because that's what, yeah, that's what we're aiming for. So we're, you know, yeah, that was the cool thing about it was uh, continually, they would be like, we kept talking to people that were like, we love this place, we're so happy here, we moved here about ten years ago, and they're like, it was nothing like it is now, and then and they were like, it was there were a few things to do, you know, but and it, they continually it sounded like they were describing Rock Hill as this town that's like th- there's something happening there. But it's like it's on the way, you know, and like 
and that's why it's like I think there were a lot of lessons to be learned there because it just it just seemed to be basically it's like you know I mean any small town that has this main street area and if 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 your small town looks like what ours looks like currently it's sort of I mean it's there's some businesses try they, they struggle and then some succeed and then but like you know not to down on rock hill or anything it's it's absolutely the wheels are turning here and like I mean, we've talked about that previously on the podcast but um i mean a few years ago i don't know 10 years ago it was nothing like it is now so but winchester is exactly sort of that next step and that next stage where there's this unquestionable energy around it and you walk when you walk down they had like they turned main street into a walking mall and when you walk down it, I mean, there's not a building that's not occupied by something that looks interesting. Yeah, and you, you'll find like an awesome like bookstore. You'll find uh, like a tech store. You'll find a yoga studio. You'll find just like tons of restaurants, awesome looking bars. It's, every single place we walked by, pretty much, we were like, oh my god, I want to look there. And luckily, the the film festival we went to utilized this downtown, and like we ended up. I think we saw screenings in like three or four different places downtown, plus the Alamo Draft House which is also the coolest place in the world. You know, I think that um, one of the most compelling things in life is anticipation of, of something that's going to happen. I mean, you can apply that to any situation. And um, I think that, you know, in, in Rock Hill, what we've realized is that the way to get people engaged in the revitalization of this, this place is for them to have that level of anticipation of what is about to happen. So here y'all go to this other town and you feel like it's already happened, yet when you talk to people, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, they had that same feeling of like, oh, something's about to happen. Right, you know, right, that's yeah. where the energy comes from. There's know? a lot of people, like the, I don't know, there, there, was, there was some people we talked to that sounded like they, uh, they just like committed to this town. They're like, there wasn't a whole lot here. But we just thought it was a cool town. It's 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 pretty close to uh, Washington D.C. So it sounded like they were just like you know we yeah. we decided like we would make this work whatever. And then now they're like they couldn't be more proud you know. It's yeah. Got, it's got everything like I mean they're what I'm sure helped to create that town as it is now. Yeah. Every uh, a lot of people we talked to um, we which one of the uh, couples that we made uh, very good friends with while we were there she worked at a co-work space. And that's that's part of what I'm saying about like instantly we get there and we're just ready to go watch movies and drink beer and that was really our only sort of directive while we were there. But right away, I mean, the first screening we went to, the couple that was sitting beside us, we you know just started talking to us and and, and the conversation kept going and you know she works at the co work space and it was it was this like wow that's weird you know and then ev- it just everything about their lifestyle was so in tune with what we were doing here and everything that we see here and it is funny because we you know later on that night we ended up hanging up hanging out with uh, a lot of small business owners at um this really cool bar that one of them i think owned maybe yeah but, right, um, yeah. Yeah. but and th- yeah they were all talking about how you know their plans for the future and what it was going to be like we, while me and mike are like oh my god you guys have figured it out this is what a small town's supposed to be we can't wait for our small town to be like right, they're this. still working on the future of of their town which is yeah it's, yeah it's awesome but there were people that at the co-work space where she worked uh she was like an event planner for some big company and and she previously worked in dc you know but the um and the co-work space where she worked there were some guys from squidoo were there and i hope, um, hope you enjoy this loud metal wrangling by the way just uh, yeah. it'll be over soon it's actually a metal band they're about to play during our <laughs> podcast they play metal. yeah they're about yeah they actually physically play metal it's very avant-garde um 
so, sorry. So why, why is it like that? Sorry. What did you say, Robin? So why? Obviously, a town doesn't just. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Robin asked a question, not speaking into the microphone. <laughs> But he's holding the microphone, so he's it's not He's holding the microphone. So we have a guest today. Robin Dorman is also a guest. I'm sorry. <laughs> so what were you saying? Well, I was wondering why. Like, what do you think? I mean, obviously, you weren't there long enough to figure out, like, what the town has done right. Right, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know specifically, but if I had to guess, it, it comes about from a place that already on its own, I mean, this is a very historical town. It had all these, I don't even remember the anecdotal, like yeah, historical right. events that happened there. Um, There's a, yeah, a lot of stuff with like a civil war, I think. Yeah. But. Well, that one war, yeah, this civil war, right? Yeah, it was historical. Um, very good, thank you. Um, but, you know, it's just, it was a cool place. It was, it was, it was a good looking place. It was a sort of, there were all these, you know, it was these mountains in the, on the horizon. It was just a good looking place. And I have that old town charm that I think that, I mean, no matter what is going on economically in your old town, that is the one advantage that you have is that you have the charm of an old town. I mean, that's, that's just something that everyone understands. And especially now when we've reached this age where every movie we go see is a remake and every, every rock star is trying to be like that old rock star. And it's, we're definitely at a time, and I'm not saying this is the way it is going to be from now on, but definitely we're at a point in our culture where we are very, very fascinated with what used to be, but we also still want this futuristic lifestyle. And, um, but I think, I think old towns are the perfect setting for the, the place to make that happen. You know, you have that energy that already exists. There's a great energy where um, the past and the future come together. I mean, I guess we normally call that the present. <laughs> it's, a, exactly. it's a gift. <laughs> That's why they call it the present. Oh. Uh, Master Uguay said that. Actually. But um, Master who? Master Uguay oh. from Kung Fu Panda. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. But um, but yeah, there there really is an energy, and that's why when you go into a place and you see the old brick walls and the old uh, metal rafters, right. and yet it's like a cool new. I mean, like Millstone, you know, yeah. it, you know, got forty beer taps of uh, cool beers that local uh, brewers are making, and yet you're in a building that has like it used to be a blank, and it used to be a blank, and it used to be a blank. I mean, it's it's that past and present, our past right. and future kind of coming together. That's really what urban revitalization is all about. Right. I think, but it has to be the, you can't just have the past because there's places like, you know, there's smaller towns that have plenty, they have the historical aspect in, yeah. Well, well that, that, yeah, so the secret to that old town is that it is an old town, but like the thing is, it's about the attitude and the perspective of the people in that town. Are you ashamed of the fact that you have this old town that you feel like is, desperate and sad and no one's going there or are you proud of this you know space that you have there are you excited about what can be done with that as opposed to just scared of how you know of it rotting away or whatever you know i mean i just it's an attitude it's attitude is absolutely contagious on every level in that way i mean if you're if you're in a place and in the people that are living there are like i said i mean if they're just they don't try to see what they have as a, as a gift and as a, as a good thing, then that's going to be contagious. Just like if, if their perspective on the place they live is an exciting opportunity, that's going to be contagious. And I think that's all it comes down to. I think it's the perspective and the attitudes of the people that are there. And, and it's like, it's sort of, it's just that old, you know, like, just like anything in life where it's, it's just about how you treat the situation you're in and whether you regard a failure as a bad thing or a good thing that leaks over into if you 
if you have that perspective of it, this is a good place, this is an energetic place, that's going to happen. And that's the difference between, you know, we always talk about new use of old space. You know, we say that over and over again, and that's really what that comes down to. You know, how are you going to use a space? Use is about ideas, opportunity, uh, future, potential. You know, the old space is about past history and all that. And the energy comes from some type of innovative, positive, forward-looking use of an old space. Right. I know um, Christine Patrick, who's the wife of uh, the guy who ran the festival, um, who created the whole festival, and uh, they both own a bookstore. But she kept talking about um, how there, there'd be times where they'd be talking about having, like, a, an event or something like that downtown – and some people immediately would be like, oh, yeah, it needs to be themed like Old Town, like, you know, like we're in Old Town. And she, and her idea would be that, like, you don't need to put that on. Like, it is an Old Town. No matter what you do, you're in this beautiful uh, space that... It's part of it, yeah. yeah like, like no a matter, bread sandwich. It's like a bread sandwich. It's very much <laughs> like a bread sandwich. <laughs> nice. You can't make, don't make a bread sandwich. That's that's the takeaway from this podcast. Don't make a bread sandwich. Right. You already, ha- you already have it going on. Just let it go on. And just do your thing. Yeah. Find some meat. Find some meat. Put on some <laughs> apple bottom jeans and get confident. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah, and also, which we, we breeze over, um, gosh, I should have written it down. Yeah, this is the sound of water. Um, so, we well, one thing we breeze over is the Alamo Draft House, which if you are, if, if you're, if you want a really awesome town, I think you should, <laughs> like, call out the uh, Alamo Draft House like it is the kind of culture that that to in case you're unaware of what it is it's it started in Austin Texas and it's it's funny because you know when you go to the movies now it's like everyone loves to complain about oh I, you know I go I spend x amount of dollars and then I go in and there's teenagers on their iPhones blah, 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 blah. and the thing is like the Alamo Draft House it sort of is taking back theaters and but it's around a culture that has a different perspective you know as opposed to just being like well, what do we do movies are the, the, the studios are blah, blah, blah. The industry's dying in this way and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, the Alamo Draft House takes it back. They define a culture around it. And even as a movie theater, I mean, I think that spills over. That came to that town because of what that town was doing. And the Alamo Draft House is this huge thing now. But it's, it's, it's totally in line. It's that attitude of, like I said, that fearless kind of like everything, be it an old town, be it an industry, it's only as good as you as someone who is a caretaker of it feels about it and you define what that industry or that town is you know you talk about the alamo draft house and why did it go there to that community and and that's exactly the kind of thing that i think about talk about work on all the time there's a reason it went there exactly like you're saying it's because the conversation there is already happening there's already that energy around the potential future like they don't they don't move into I mean there might be one in San Francisco I don't know but they don't it's not about moving into a completely established like it's already developed and it's a big city and everything's fine it's about going into a district whether it's in a a district of a big city or a small town going into a place where people are jazzed about the future I mean that is what brings something like that to your town so when we try to recruit businesses and we look at our communities and we say oh we got to get one of those to our how can we can't get one of those you know it's because it's not because you don't have the right uh, demographic. It's because you don't have the right psychographic. You know what I mean? Right. It's all about perspective. You know, that's what recruits those types of businesses to your right. community. 
And it, it's the thing that continually comes up on this podcast is we talk about the change of geography, meaning and, or, or, and its impact on society and industry. And it's, it's, it really is moving from this physical cluster of people to the, the sort of the headspace that people in a community are around. And it's like, what's your price for flight? <laughs> <laughs> and so that, and I think that's what, you know, like Jason was saying, it's, it, the Alamo Draft House doesn't go there just because there's all these people that can, it's, well, there's so many people living there, you know? It's the, it's the kind of attitude of the people living there. Whether it's this big, huge city or not, it's about the culture. And, and it's a place like that sees that that's, the future isn't about everyone living in these clustered in little places you know it's about wherever there's a place where a group of people regardless of where it's at come together i mean it's just a new stage of towns that, that's happening in general exactly so urbanism urbanism in our country is not about new york getting bigger which it will i mean you know the, globally urbanization is happening you know i mean our world is globe is uh, urbanizing but in this country it's not just about San Francisco getting bigger and New York getting bigger. It's about the smallest of small town urbanizing in the sense of there being a cultural center to the town that is some type of urbanized little space that has the historic roots of that town. I mean, that's happening all over the country. And if there's the right energy in that space, you can support a lot of stuff there. It's, it's not, you know, we're not going to put underwear and socks back on Main Street, you know? That's not what Main Street is, the future of Main Street. The future of Main Street is collaborative, energetic, creative, interesting, culturally vibrant, and it can happen in the smallest of little downtowns, you know? Towns that have 3,500 total population can have a little downtown that's just really vibrant, you know? That's the future. Right, It's, it's about, you know, be it restaurants or retail or whatever, I guess, it's, it's about creating an opportunity in a town for things that people can't go order on Amazon like you can't order you know the atmosphere of you know of a place to be and 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 shop or whatever and and eat and you know whatever that's something you can't get that downtown so you you can't get that online you also have like like with Rock Hill you have Charlotte with Winchester you have Washington DC where it's like you have this larger town that's close that some people I'm sure like every every weekend go to Charlotte, they go to D.C. or whatever because that's the only place that they can go to have all the stuff happening. But uh, I heard them saying in, in Winchester that suddenly, like, Friday night comes and they have to pick what to do in their yeah. downtown. Like, they have... Wow. Suddenly there's, like, you know, a show's playing at this building. There's a, a movie at the Alamo Draft House that has, like, a beer special. There's, yeah. um, like, kind of like a, a big event in this other place. Like, so... It's the idea that you don't have to keep leaving your small town. Right. And bonus that you can go to a big city if you wanted to right, yeah. for something. There. There, I mean, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Make sure plans. Yeah, you can. You, it's great to have too many cool things to do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. A good problem. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, I guess the big, the growing pains is is really about sort of the first one and you know here we are in rock hill and we have we point to these places like millstone where we do our podcast and it's like these are these early things that come along that start to generate a culture so it's really about if if you are in a small town that, that doesn't have much going on and you're struggling to figure out what's next i mean it's just about finding the people who believe enough in an idea to take that risk and to stick their neck out and then and get that ball rolling you know and and i at some point if we could get one of them down here it would be awesome to have somebody 
um, from Winchester to be on the podcast, but it is an ex- excellent Happy example. Wednesday for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Winchester folk. Calling out to all. Calling out to all Winchester folk. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, it, pretty clearly we've, you know, I mean, I think that anyone can, it's easy to get your head around what that kind of exciting small town can do. And it, and it really is about what's, what's the great first thing that you do that gets things rolling, you know, uh, Jason, in your opinion, in Rock Hill, what would you say, what sort of got the ball rolling here on the culture that's developing now, in your opinion, what would you say? You know, that's a great question, but I, if I may, without contradicting what you're saying, because I, I'm totally on board, I would put forward that um, there's, if you ask that question to, there's probably about 20 different people you could ask that question to, and they'd give you 20 different answers, um, because... And usually it's going to be something they did. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I'd probably answer something that I did, which is probably unfair. It's never, it's never and see, and I, and I have this, but it's a valid question, though, because you do, there are catalytic type of moments in time, and there are, and, and they're small, and that sounds like there's one monumental thing. You know, I have this philosophy I call um, a thousand voices. And the concept is that one thing we've been doing in Rock Hill is we've been, um, We've got a good group together at the city and in our economic development group, and we've created all these committees and boards, and and that's good that we have alignment of our goals and we have synergy and we have all this stuff. But the fear in that, the the, the scary part of that, or the other side, negative side, is we don't want to control everything. We don't want everything to be under one umbrella. We need a thousand voices, not one voice. And, and we work so hard to create one voice, and we do it in corporate America, and then towns think they need to do it. Oh, well, we got to get on the same page. You know, we got to create one voice. But a vibrant town has a thousand voices. You're going to have a thousand different people that think that the thing that they did was the most awesome thing that's ever happened, and that's the best place to be as a town. So I think that your question is a poignant one, and it's a great one because you should ask a thousand people that question. And then we should make a whole montage of answers, and that would be the answer. Right. You know, and that's yeah. what makes a city vibrant. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's something as I'm much closer to being sort of a, a, a consumer or whatever you want to call it. Like, I mean, I'm, I, like, I can't tell you. I mean, I've lived here my whole life, and I can't tell you. I can't point to what exactly was the thing. I know in my personal experience the things that I started coming downtown for. But, yeah, I have no idea that that's sort of where it comes from. But, but I mean, I guess, yeah, the general... I guess it's the, but I mean, the attitude of, of one person, I think, could probably change things in, in a small town, right? Because because that's contagious. Well, well, let me say this. I, I think that you guys, um, sounds like you had a wonderful time on your trip. And um, first of all, congratulations again for uh, winning Best Story at this uh, festival. I think that's a wonderful accomplishment. So congrats to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. It's a great film. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Robin. And, um, You'll get the check later. Oh, yeah. Because we paid you to compliment us. Man, you know what I'm saying? Tough <laughs> <laughs> <Some> text. <laughs> so, anyway, I think that you guys continue to win awards as a testament to your own creative uh, you know, skills, but it's also just wonderful that you guys are looking for ways to participate in these types of events because it just speaks to everything that we're doing. And to travel to another town that's doing what we're doing here and to almost see the future with that town. I think that's a really wonderful experience. And and my favorite part, uh, again, to go back to something we were talking about earlier, my favorite part is that while we see them as being like in the promised land, 
they're they haven't even uh, come across the peak of the mountain yet. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's that no matter no matter where you are in the process, it's the potential future that is what drives you, and that's the core of most of what we talk about. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys for being here, and uh, we'll see you next week.